can do this. So, Jeremy, you went to that's, Disney. That's not a cold open. That's Yeah, Daniel, <laughs> I went to Disney. All right, then cold open. <laughs> so, uh, Daniel, as, as you know, I, I try to be a manly man, and um, I try to always be prepared like a Boy Scout, right? So I can't remember the last time that I didn't have, like, a pocket knife of some sort with me or on me. And it's just something that I, I use constantly. Like, probably sometimes when I don't really need to go pocket knife, I'll still get it out to, like, cut a tag off something or whatever. Sure. Anyway, so, you know, we're uh, I'm with my girls, and like most young girls, they like colorful, sweet treats. And we're at Disneyland, and they want these. So I, so so they want these suckers, and like I know fuckers. They want these fuckers. These fuckers. These suckers. Right. These these lollipops. Lollipops. And and so they got these big giant circle ones, but they're like nine bucks. So I'm like looking, and then they have like these, you know, the the ones that are more like a stick, swirly stick ones, and they're like four bucks. Like, Which well, are more realistic because you can never actually finish one of no. those big giant ones. No. Uh, you know, and what do you do with an unfinished lollipop? Especially when you're, yeah, walking around California. But anyway. Right. I, uh, I, so I bought three of them and, you know, I get to the counter, which you got to stand in line for 25 minutes just to pay for anything because it takes that long. Yeah. And I finally get them. And, like, I realize as soon as I get them that I'm not going to be able to open these fucking things, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever tried to open one of these, but (laughs) it is almost impossible with a knife. So, I didn't, and I, I mean, I, I knew I didn't have my knife, and I can't tell you how many times between just... Because I didn't even bring it with me from the house, so all the drive all the way to the airport, because I didn't want to take the chance of forgetting to take it out of my pocket in my car and then having to throw yeah. it away because my pocket knives are generally three four hundred dollars like they're really nice Oof. Wow. um so i didn't have one from the time i even left the house and i just got all these instances where i needed a pocket knife and i didn't have one but most of them at the time it was just a mild inconvenience but these fucking suckers daniel like this was Tuesday afternoon, it was like 98 degrees. We'd been there about a day and a half. And it was the most frustrating experience of the whole trip trying to get these three fucking suckers opened. So finally, I like get back in line with them to ask the cashier dude if he has some scissors or anything. So like he, he, he breaks out this pair of scissors and he like makes a little cut in it. And he said, that's all he's allowed to do because... Um, like safety. Like if he starts ripping the wrapper off, he'll his hand will touch the sucker or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it it. I'm not joking. It took me like 20 minutes to open those things from that point. Even after he cut a slit in it. Yes. Yeah. No. It's what? It's hard to explain. The way they're wrapped, like with this hard like plastic that is just like super tight, and. Um, if it you try not come off all uh, in one, no, thing. if you try to, if you, so if you try to pull it, it tears. So, so I started this process of like 
taking him off like <laughs> I, the only thing that came to my mind is was it reminded me of like taking off a condom i don't know man like like you just kind of like start at the bottom like and like start <laughs> start rubbing it up <laughs> i don't know like trying to trying to get it to roll up so i'm sitting there like in front of eighty four thousand people jacking off these three fucking suckers Right, because it's the tall ones that did it. <laughs> yeah. Some are taller And I'm, like, sweating, and I'm pissed. And I'm, like, telling <sighs> the kids, we're not getting any more damn candy while we're here, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I finally get them, I finally get them off and uh, gave them to them. And Autumn and Ellie took about three licks, and they were done. Angela, to her credit, <laughs> ate, ate it until yeah, I made course. her throw it away. By that point, they were just like, I, I don't want this, actually. Yeah. Thanks. But I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, all these things I was worried about, which I'll touch on, you know, a little bit later, about yeah. keeping track of the kids and, and, you know, all the walking and the logistics of everything. And the thing that got me was three fucking suckers. Like... <laughs> And then I'm like, I mean, I was pissed off at the 9-11 hijackers because if it wasn't for them, I'd have my fucking pocket knife. And if I had my pocket knife, I could just cut a slit all the way up the sucker and just peel it off like, 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 um, I don't know, like a, sh- like a shrimp, right? Like just like a to- condom. No, I wouldn't need it like a condom. I wouldn't need a condom at that point. And I don't know. It was just, it was just the most ridiculous thing. I, I was so, oh, man. so well, mad. You know, that, that's hilarious actually. Um, I wish that we had some sort of way to talk about your Disney trip because I want to hear all about it. Of course. We have but a wait, podcast. But wait, of course. We we have a podcast. We do, Daniel. I forgot. I would love to talk about my Disney trip when you're ready. Ding. So, I don't know if anybody that's as I think so. I like it. I don't know if anybody that's that's listening or if you even remember this, Daniel. But back in mm. the old Game Informer days, the Glory Game Informer yeah. days, when they had YouTube, we should, we should tell people how we met. We should. We should. I don't think a lot of people actually listening might might not know. Any, I mean, well, why you don't know, you the, the the people? So back in the old glory days of game informer there were user blogs and yes um i'm gonna talk about that in a minute but dan you'll go ahead and tell them how we met i think that's a brilliant idea well we were both writing on the user blogs um i think you were more of a reader and commenter than i was am i wrong on that yeah, I think over time I only posted maybe 20 blogs myself, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, you were, but we were both prominent in the community, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, and I wrote a blog, and I said, is anybody interested in doing a podcast with me about video games? And you said... I'd be interested, and I had other people who said they were interested, or maybe I didn't, 
Actually, I might not have. I think you were the only choice, so I just was stuck with you. Yeah, unfortunately. And yeah, unfortunately. Um, but you were game, and we set up a Skype call, and we chatted for about an hour or so, and I remember maybe this was our first episode or maybe it was our first chat. I don't know. We talked a lot about soda and Coke versus Pepsi. Yeah. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we hit it off right away. And we just, I just, you know, I think we both, I, I felt like it was real. There was a real chemistry there. You know, it was, it was love at first sight. And or or first podcast at least, I would and, agree. And then from there we kept doing the podcast for well, four years or something like that, through various iterations. We had co-host Jack Gardner join us for a while, um, so it became it was the Indian Mojo Show, and then it became the Jacked Up Indian Mojo Show when Jack joined. And we did some really cool stuff that I'm still very proud of. But um, you live in Montana, and I live in Connecticut, but that's how we met. And we ended up talking basically every week over Skype and then on a podcast. But when we weren't talking on the podcast, we were texting, or every once in a while I'd call you, and you'd be like, why the hell are you calling me? Right. And then, and then I'd just text you instead. And, yeah, it's, uh, right? I mean, am I missing anything? Well, so there was it was the, the summer of 2010 or 2011? It was 2010 when we met. Yeah, so, yeah it was the summer of 2010. Yeah. And I think... Yep, when we started. I mean, we actually casted Pod. I think it was much longer than four years. It was off and on, and, and the last several years was pretty sporadic, but... Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, I guess I meant like consistently yeah. for like four years. Yeah, and then we we did a little bit more because then we after the jacked up Indian Mojo show, we decided to change to best games. Period, um, and Jack was still a co-host on that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was then, a good time. It was good. I think we had we had some guests that were a lot of fun. We had a lot of people from the community, um, but we also had Game Informer editors and writers. Um, we had creators of Crash Bandicoot on. That was probably one of the best. Andy Gavin. Andy Gavin. When he came on, I would say to us for like three hours. I would say he and Harold were probably the coolest. Like I don't know. If that yeah, makes Harold sense. Goldberg. Yeah. But I got to yes. say, the most memorable, Daniel. Who's the most memorable? <laughs> was, um, I can't remember his name, but I oh, remember the conversation. Paul what was Chris- his name? Paul Cristoforo. Paul Cristoforo. I should right. Google that, dude. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. I wonder what he's up to these days, too. God. That was quite the situation. I'm pretty sure he had a meth lab behind him in his apartment while we were talking to him. Oh, yeah. I think he had his kid locked up in a cage or some shit. I don't know. That was crazy. (laughs) That was so unbelievable. It was quite a conversation. It was. So this was a guy that became, like, a public enemy number one in video game internet spheres because what did he do? So he was... He was... 
I don't know if he was the marketing director or he was. So back in, I don't know what it was, 2011, 2012, there was before game developers were taking um, um, adaptive equipment. I don't know what the right word I'm trying to, to use is, but, but making accessibility. Yeah, accessibility for gamers. Um, yeah. And I believe this controller was meant more for like performance than like people yeah, with accessibility like, issues. But it was an adapter yeah. for your controller that made it easier to use some of the buttons. I think it was and called the, it. the Avenger, I think, maybe. Um, oh, who knows? And I don't know what happened, but they, they, you know, they were getting a pretty good name for him. And then he was the marketing director or the, the, the social media guy or whatever. I think he was like the community manager yeah. kind of person. And somebody yeah. had like just the slightest criticism or something. And he just like got on their ass and called them yeah. all kinds of things and threatened them and like total roid, was, roid rage. Yeah, roid rage indeed. It was a call, right? It was. It was. They recorded it, didn't they? I. I don't. Maybe they did. I remember. Well, no, because I remember there being like, or maybe this was just a transcript. But maybe it was both. Like the dude just he was he would not relent. He would not stop. He would double yeah. down every time something happened. And yeah, it was wild. Like he was telling this guy, like he's like he's a I don't know something about like a website developer as in whoa 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 websites on the internet and just I don't know it, I'm sure if you googled it there it's still out there somewhere and I'm sure we've had much probably more crazy scandals since then but at the time it was a huge deal like it was he a was big scandal all over the gaming blogs and websites and Twitter yeah and we just like I never actually expected him to reply, and we reached out to him and asked him if he'd be a guest on our show, and he was all about it, and he did yeah. not hold back. No. And I, I started off, I remember like starting off in that show and trying to be kind of diplomatic and, and understanding where he was coming from. Right. And then after, <laughs> after, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, I was just like, <laughs> this dude's this fucked guy. up. Yeah. This guy is insane, and he's an asshole. Yeah. 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 We did not make him sound any better on the uh, podcast, but I mean. Well, there was nothing we could do. Like, I tried to give we him plenty of We weren't trying to. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were, we were, we weren't trying to make him sound bad or worse. We just, I think we came at it from the perspective that, like, everybody can have a bad day, and maybe he just had a bad day, and we just wanted to hear his side of the story and yeah. more of the context as to what was going on, but <laughs> yeah. now it just turned out he was just a fucking psychopath. <laughs> he was. There was. It was. It was like my first real introduction to the internet. If I'm being honest, I don't know why or how, but it was maybe because I didn't yeah. do a lot of like online gaming or anything. But it's like wow. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. See, he was he was my most memorable guest. But we had a lot of the GI editors and staff on. We had a lot of community yeah. uh, bloggers and whatnot on. Was, we had a, we had a few game developers that was that was fun, yeah, um, yeah. So it was a good time, and we ended up meeting in person a couple of times. Yeah, we did. So people are always asking me like, oh, so he's your best friend, but he lives in Montana. I was like, oh yeah, I hear that all the and time. you like, have you met him? I was like, yeah, we hung out a bunch, but you know, yeah. So. It's it's hard for the especially the the generation above us to, yes, 
Well, I guess it would be two generations above you, technically, because you're way younger than me. All right. You're not that much older than me. Yeah, I'm. I'm I guess technically speaking, two generations above me. It would be because I'm just on the ass ass end of Gen X. Fine. Um. So anyway, so back in the <laughs> to get back on topic, yes. kind of that was a good time. Let's get back to what you and, were saying. And Sorry. and if you Google the Indian Mojo Show, there are random episodes still out there, just for whatever that's really? worth. Really? Yeah. Right. Um. Mm. So anyway, the I wasn't a real prominent blogger. I usually when I would write a blog, it was pretty in depth, so to speak. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it was. Um, but so I wish those were still out there. I do wish those were out there, too. So I'm the type of guy, if I don't know how to do something and I want to learn how to do it, I need to know the basics of the basics. So say I'm working on a, a home project, like like want to put in some laminate flooring or something, right? And I go yeah. to YouTube to try to find a video on that. I want to find the video that starts with buying the flooring at the hardware store and everything i want to see every single step i want to see the box being opened preferably with a nice pocket knife and like like there's nothing too stupid to tell me but what i usually end up right. finding is videos like like for instance in uh, one of my vehicles i was changing the water pump by myself and so i youtube this video and it was like a 30 minute video so i'm thinking okay this is probably going to be a good one and it's like a food blogger. You spend 15 minutes listening to the guy like just talk about nothing. And then like Ugh. he turns the camera on the water pump and he's like, well, okay, we'll get this bad boy out. And then it cuts off and the next thing you know, the water pump's completely out. Like right. it doesn't, it doesn't show anything, right? Right. And like yep. all the stuff is disconnected, the pump's out. And, yep. um, you know, he's like, so then we'll just put this one back in and hook everything up, and that's how you change out a water pump in a 2014 Dodge Ram. And it's like, how oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, I hate that. Fucking worst. So, uh, cooking that, videos do that kind of stuff all the time. Uh, yeah. Just, just, uh, yeah. Insane. They do. But I guess with cooking, I don't notice it as much as because I don't really need to know the specific techniques as well because that's something I already know, I right. guess. But, but I do. Yeah. So, um,. So getting back to the, 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 the Game Informer blog. So I tried to build a PC one time and well, the same thing. I just want to note that that was, I just want to note that that was two sidetracks. Yes. That, that you just took on the way Keep, to this story. Go keeping ahead. sidetracks to the sidetracks. So I wanted to build this. <laughs> there's probably going to be more. This, this, this PC, I wanted to build a PC because it seemed interesting. But it was yes. the same thing. There were lots of really good videos out there. And and just and even text blogs, but they would always gloss over the most basic shit. Just assuming that I guess they would were assuming if you're willing to take on the building of a PC, you probably know some some common sense stuff. But I didn't. So yeah. several several of the blogs I wrote on Game Informer were like beginners' guides to building a PC, and I also wrote yes um, a blog that I thought was really great about you know if you're new to video games and you're trying to decide which console to buy, you know, at, for yourself or, or for your children and, um, broke it down pretty well. Those sorts of things. I like, I like the basic nuts and bolts. I need that in my life to be able to make quality decisions. Um, so going into Disneyland, I had researched it quite a bit as well, but of all the research I did when I got there, 
all the basic things I had no idea on what to do. So today, Daniel, I'm going to tell you about my Disneyland trip, but I'm going to throw in a few pointers for people that have never been there. And I assume it's similar for Disney World that are going to help you save a lot of time and money and stress. So fantastic. I could have used this four years ago, but yeah, let's hear it. So you're welcome. Okay. So (laughs) first of all, you're not going to be able to carry a pocket knife. So just, just accept that. Okay. So don't buy any suckers. Don't buy things that are hard to open. You just got to accept that. Stop calling them suckers. Do you always call them suckers? Lollipops? Yeah. Why would you not yes. call them a sucker? They're called lollipops. Are there? Is there any form of of candy is that goes this... in your mouth that you would call a sucker? Is this no? A, God is, no. Is this a regional thing? I think it is a regional thing. I think it's a pop versus soda kind of thing. Yeah. So here, lollipops are literally those big circle things. That's all a lollipop is. Everything else that you put in your mouth and suck on that's candy is a sucker by and large if if it's got a if it's attached to a stick i like that you had to put the caveat of that is candy if it's attached to a stick yes otherwise it's it's attached to a stick it's a jawbreaker it's a i don't know jolly rancher whatever yeah no i i would call any okay no like a jolly rancher or anything like that i wouldn't call that a sucker or a lollipop but it's a hard candy yeah but no, anything that's attached to a stick that you lick or suck on is a lollipop. Not, okay. okay. Unless well. it's, you know, I'm not talking ice cream either. That's a popsicle. Yeah, I think we all know what or, we're talking about. So it's got to be a regional thing because, yeah, we, we call them suckers. Yeah. In South Dakota, we call them suckers. Or and, corn dog or candy apple. Yeah. Yes. So any right, any ahead, any though. any hard fruit candy on a stick is either a sucker or a lollipop. Let's just go there. So anyway, the the point is you can't carry your knife. So um once we got there, so you can buy several different options when you buy passes to Disneyland. When you buy tickets to Disneyland, you have to make reservations for the days that you want to be in the park and which park you want to go to. In Disneyland, there's two parks. At Disney World, there's like five. So there's Disneyland Park and Disney's California Adventure. They are, relatively speaking, right next to each other. But you have to decide which one you want to go to for each day. So we bought three tickets for three days, but we had to make reservations for each park for each day. And I think they do this as a way to do crowd control. It didn't used to be a thing, but it is now. So it's a relatively new thing, the reservation system. But if you buy the park hopper tickets, after 1 o'clock, you can go back and forth to either park as much as you want. So that's good to know. Right. Um, Yep. They used to have what they call a fast pass, which you could buy that would help you get into certain rides quicker. They've changed that. Yeah. They call that Genie Plus now. Genie Plus you have to pay for, but they also have Genie, which is free for everybody. And they're very similar, except the Genie Plus has the, the Lightning Lane option, and you also get Photo Pass with it. Photo Pass is a thing where they have photographers in various places throughout the parks, and they'll take pictures yes. of you, and then they'll um, yes. you, you have them scan your code, and then you can download the pictures. So that's cool. So, so okay, but... Go ahead. The lines to the Genie, the Genie Plus line, 
Yeah. For any ride. When I went to Disney World, we did not do that. Yeah. I think it was still called Fast Pass. Yeah. Four years ago, but I could be wrong. Um, that We didn't do that. And it might have helped us on a few rides, but a bunch of other rides, the line for the Genie Plus wait was still super long. Yeah. So here, that, here's my experience with Genie Plus. In the mornings, yeah. it's actually pretty efficient and effective. In the, sure. in the afternoons. First thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the way Genie Plus works, and it is an additional cost, just so we're all clear, is you can book your first lightning lane as soon as you walk into the park. So as soon as you get scanned into a park, you can book one. And it gives you a reservation time that lasts generally an hour. So you can get there anytime between the beginning of that time and the end of that time. And mm-hmm. you can get in the lightning lane. In, in my experience, if you got in the lightning lane, it was much, much, much quicker than um, the standby lane, like by far. Oh, okay. But okay. as the day progressed, so, you know, say you get in right at 8 or 8.30, you can book your first lightning lane right away. But as the day progresses, they don't open up for several hours. So what you have to do is know what you're doing. You can still book it, but go ride other rides or do other things in between and make sure you get there. Um, yeah. The thing is that they don't tell you is that there's only a handful of rides that even have that option. So um, some of the rides I wanted to go on the most, like Pirates of the Caribbean, didn't have that option. And the line for that was always crazy long. Um, and sometimes they would have lightning lanes for some rides and then the nut, you'd go back thinking you could do it later and they'd taken the lightning lane option away. So it was handy. Um, I do think it's worth it because if, if you know how to do it and you research it ahead of time, you can actually make it work pretty well. If you have a bunch of young children that you can't really control how they're going to want to move and whatnot, it may not be worth it. Um, which kind of brings me to my next point. Research what the rides are, because I did not do that. And I had this notion mm. in my head that if it had a low height requirement, it was good for kids. That is not true, Daniel. That is not true. And I'm going to have a large oh. therapy bill for my children to prove that. Oh, no. In the near future. So here's one difference between California and Florida. At Disneyland... Most rides, like the the most common height requirement is 40 inches. And that's probably the same in in Florida as well. But in Disneyland, every ride you have to be at least seven years old to ride by yourself. If you're under seven, you have to be with somebody that's 14 or older. So it was me, Angela, who's seven, Autumn, who's six, and Ellie, who was four, up until the day we left, she turned five. But Happy birthday. Most of the rides there, you cannot fit four people into one compartment. Like a lot of them, it's two and two. So I had to learn mm. pretty early on to teach Angela and Autumn to lie about their ages. So I, Angela, I didn't have to, but it just would have looked funny if people, if, you know, if they both said they were seven, considering they're not like twins, right? Um, yeah. So Angela said she was eight. Autumn said she was seven. Because I, if not, there, there would have been not hardly any rides we could go on. Yeah. And yeah, it's weird. My travel agent said that he did not know that. He said that must be a, a, a California thing because that's not the way it is at Disney World. Anyway. Huh. 
Um, so once we got that figured out, it was fine. So generally speaking, Autumn and Angela rode together and I had to ride with Ellie. Um, so there were some rides where we could have all went on, like if three of us would have fit because Angela was seven, so she could ride by herself on like all these crazy rides. It's, it's strange. The whole concept was odd, but that's not, yeah. that's not fun, right? Like no kid wants to ride by herself and watch the rest of her family no. right, right in front of him. Right. So we started off on, um, we started off, the first place we went was Tomorrowland, which is inside Disney parks. It's the first park you actually get to. It's right before Fantasyland and Adventureland. And, um, okay. Uh, uh, there's one other, uh, anyway, Tomorrowland. And yeah, the, um, so we went on just the very, very first ride that was there, which is like this, uh, like the Astro Orbiter, I think is what it was called. And then we went to the Star Wars Star Tours one because the line was super short, um, especially the Lightning Lane. So we get in there and we sit down and they you have 3D glasses and everything they do there is cool. Like one thing I hate about like county fairs or traveling fairs is all the rides just look so run down and unsafe. And yeah. it's not that way at the Disney parks. They may be that way underneath, no. but they look safe, right? They look okay. Right. Yep. And so you sit down and, and you're kind of like in this movie theater setting. And it's a, you put on these 3D glasses and it takes you on this mission where you end up crashing your plane. And it's fun. It's not super intense. It's not super herky-jerky, but the, the, the theater, so to speak, that you're in does move along with the ride. And they all loved it. Then we yeah, went and did fun. yeah we went and did uh, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster which is super chill it's fun it's cool and then yeah. we hit up Space Mountain because a Space Mountain's iconic right and um, yeah and again we got into the Lightning Lane pretty quick it was still pretty early and I did not realize what Space Mountain was if I'm being completely honest with you and basically I, guess I don't know either. It's kind of an indoor like roller coaster, but it's completely black by and large. Oh, right, and pretty I fast. Didn't know that. So, and I don't love thrill rides, but it wasn't bad. Like yeah. I could tolerate it. But Angela and Autumn, Ellie loved it. Angela and Autumn, they were pretty iffy on it. <laughs> like they weren't like freaked out, but yeah. they didn't want to do it again. I'm like, okay, we won't do this one again. <clears throat> yeah. So we just spend the rest of the day just riding rides and eating overpriced food and drinking overpriced water. <laughs> Here's the next pro tip. They tell you that there are water fill stations throughout the parks and water fountains. These things are true. The water fountains spit out barely enough water to take a drink. So there's no way you're going to fill a right. water bottle at them. Yeah. I only saw two actual water filler stations in the entire park. There may have been more and I just didn't see them. I don't know. Um, but the other part is it was 95 degrees and I wanted cold water. Oof. Like you just, sometimes you just want cold water. So yeah. after you have to order everything on an app, you can't just go up to a window and order something like, Oh my God. Yeah. And it gives you times that your food can be ready. And sometimes it can be ready right away. Sometimes it's up to an hour wait. So just be prepared for that and be, pre be prepared to spend a lot of money on water. If it's hot yep. out, cause you got to have yep. water and the food's not good, but you do have to wait an hour for it. Yeah. So this leads me to my next part the um i realized early on and i had like two thousand dollars to spend 
Like, I thought that would be enough. <laughs> and, and after the first day, I realized it was not going to be enough. Not even close. Ugh. So the next morning, I ordered an Instacart for the motel room where I just got lunch meat and bread and peanut butter and jelly and cheese and cereal and milk and Lunchables and chips. Okay. So we actually only ate one meal in a restaurant because that was all we could get reservations for anyway. And yeah. we ate two meals at, at the, the quick, they call them quick places, quick service places. And the rest of the time we ate in the motel yep. room. Yeah. Now that was convenient for us because our motel was actually in the park or in the resort, I should say. Um, right. But don't be fooled. When you book a, a motel in the resort, unless you, at Disneyland, unless you actually do the Grand California, which is still a fair distance away, the motel I rented was the cheapest of the three at Disneyland, and it wasn't cheap. And it was a good right. probably mile and a quarter at least to the park entrance. So just be aware of that. Um, How do you get to the park from there? You walk. A mile and a quarter every time? Yeah, and back. And if you want to come back oh, throughout the day. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, it's... it's. There's no... Wait, why is there not a shuttle? So there is to the parking garages, but we didn't have a parking garage. There, there just There's isn't. There's none to the hotels? The hotel is affiliated with Disney, right? There, I mean, it is in the park. No, there's there's no shuttle. Um, what the fuck? It just well, a because you got to go through security, so there's that. Um, they because every time you enter, every time you enter downtown Disney, you have to have your bags checked and you go through a metal detector and um, all that, and they Jesus. they check your pockets and all that. So once you get into downtown Disney, then you still have a very long walk to the park. Like it's it's like an outdoor mall. It doesn't necessarily have Disney stores there. It's like like mall type stores. Yeah. Um Yeah. So the next day the we went on the kids wanted to ride our train. And there was this train that I saw going around the outs, outside of Disneyland, but I never knew where it was and I didn't know anything about it. So I look on my app and I see this Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And it's over in like by like where um where i thought like winnie the pooh and stuff was so i'm like oh okay that's probably a kid's ride so we get there and um i had booked the lightning lane and there's lots of little kids in the light you know in the line and again the height requirement is 40 inches which all of my kids are taller than so we're in the line and and you can't really see much of the ride while you're waiting in line you just see this little train looking thing that pulls up when they let people off so we get on okay. it, and, you know, it's off. it starts off all chill. Next thing you know, it shoots us up to, like, 60 miles an hour and goes through all these. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. And Autumn and Angela were freaking out. Like, they uh. hated it. Autumn, like, laid oh, down no. and started pinching her stomach for some reason. She said it just helped her. And Angela like went went into like a trance. She just kept saying, "It's almost over. It's almost over. It's almost over." I'm like, "Oh, oh my, god. my god!" Like, all right. <laughs> Wait, so, so like, a, like a, a typical roller coaster, they you have to strap you in and stuff. Did they not so have? There to? was a there was a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, was it enclosed like a train? No. 
No. Uh, there, there were carts. Were yeah. there loop-de-loops? No, no, it wasn't like... That's why I didn't strike me as being bad, because you couldn't see it. No, there were no loop-de-loops, yeah. and there weren't even any really st- steep inclines. There were just super sharp turns, and it was super fast. Ah. Uh, um, wow. Yeah. Um, Sounds kind of fun. I mean, there, I were ups and, there were ups <laughs> and downs, but it wasn't like it would take you up 200 feet and then shoot you straight down. So, yeah. Ellie really loves Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And um, there's a ride there called uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like Breakout, Mission Breakout or something like that. And I'd watched a couple videos of that one online, and it looked just like the Star Wars one to me, just the videos I saw. Yeah. You get into this little movie theater thing, and it opens up a screen, and you can see the characters on the screen. So I thought it was going to be like that. Well, it was in this super tall building, which I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. And this one was actually at Disney California Adventure Park. So we get in there, and again, it's super hot. And um, that was one where we were in the lightning lane, but it still took about 20 minutes to get on. But we get in, and it's nice and cool in there. I'm like, all right, chill. And again, a bunch of other little kids in there. And you get in this, you go up these stairs, and then you get in like this elevator thing, and then you sit down in your chair. And it like slowly brings you up a little bit, and you're like, okay. And the next thing you know, it just fucking drops you like 168 (laughs) feet. And then like it does that like four or five times. Oh, my God. That was awful. So after that, I actually Googled the scariest rides at Disneyland so that I would not make this mistake again. And um, I think that one was number three or number four. Big Mountain Railroad was number two. Um, So we hit hit a couple of the and space mountain was i think five so hmm. we hit some of the worst ones unintentionally but wow. so after that I, I just i don't know i was kind of obsessed with getting on rides and i realized the kids aren't enjoying it that much i don't love rides like it was just kind of a value thing to me i'm like we're here we got to ride the rides so we just kind of chilled after that we went on it's a small world like four times which is fabulous like it's a super laid back chill ride like vintage old yeah. school um, did all the shops, you know, looked around, went to the 3D movie theater like four times, went to the, the Disney Junior dance party a couple times. All stuff that's actually just, you know, not rides. But we had fun on the rides. We did go on plenty of rides. Right. Um, but I didn't make it a priority <clears throat> and didn't stress over it at that point. So my point is, if you got small kids, don't stress over the rides. And... The first night, I kept them out way too late. Don't do that. Go get some rest so <laughs> you can enjoy the next day. It really screwed up our yeah. our start to the next day. Um, what, what were you doing? What what, you, what is it to do late? What is there to do? So I want this... On Monday night, I wanted to watch The World of Color, which is starts at 9.30 in California Adventure. And right in front of the Pixar Pier, they do this, okay. this, this light show with water. Um it's really cool. Like you can watch videos of it. So I wanted to watch it, but you have to get there really early to be able to get into a spot that you can see it. Um, and just sit there, or stand there for hours. So it didn't start till nine thirty. Angela fell asleep right when it started. So we only watched about 10 minutes of it and then started walking the, and that 
the pier is at the very, very back of California Adventure, so it's more like a two-mile walk home at that point. Yeah. Anyway, that's what wow. that's what we Great. did. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but they we were must, they were tired. That, that two-mile walk home must have been awful. It was awful, and I got lost okay. and made it twice, almost twice as long as it needed to be. No. Oh my god! But there's there were parts of both parks that we never even got to. Like three days, if you're not a seasoned veteran, just isn't enough time to to do everything. So don't try to make it that way. Just enjoy what you can. Um, yeah. So anyway, pay attention to what the rides actually are, not just the height requirements. Be aware of the age limit because that would have been very good to know going into it. Um, mm-hmm. Be sure to bring more money than you think you're going to need. And if you're staying anywhere close where you can go eat, then do the Instacart or something similar. If, you know, if money's an issue for you, um, because everything costs money. Park years are $40 each, like, or 30. I don't know. They're expensive. Way, way more than they should be. Um, I feel like there was something else I really wanted to mention, but. Anyway. What about the Bibbidi Bobbidi yes. Boutique? So Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Um, we mentioned that, uh, um, and you didn't have them. You didn't have that in the cards, so I didn't think that was going to happen because you hadn't planned on doing that. Oh well. So but then you did it. Yes. So Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is a place where you can go and get essentially princess makeovers for your kids. Um, they have different packages ranging anywhere from like. $80 up to $500. So it just really depends on how much money you want to spend. And um, I had, I'd heard of it a while ago, but they were closed um, when I bought the tickets because of COVID. And on August 25th, they announced they were opening back up. So I, my travel agent tried to get reservations, but they booked up instantly. And but he told me of yeah. this website I could go to and I could sign up for notifications. So a, f- a couple weeks before it was time to go, I got a notification that a reservation for three had opened up on Wednesday at 5.30. So I booked it right away. Um, so we were able to get in. And I got my two older girls, I got the package that was $200. And it comes with a, um, a nice dress. Like, you know, yep. the whole outfit, not like a costume type dress, like an actual dress, um, a crown, tiara, like a makeover with makeup and, you know, all this other stuff. And yep. the whole experience with the fairy godmother, it was fairy godmother. Yeah. And Ellie, she was a, a deluxe night and that one was $99. So after tax for all three of them, it was $500, $517. And then they all got he- heels. So that was another hundred dollars. So Ellie in her deluxe night slash heels costume was, was pretty epic. Um, but, <laughs> but honestly, like I think that was the best bargain of the whole, whole trip for the experience that they got. They will never forget it because right. Exactly. And I guess that's it, right? Like, that's the one thing that I think Quinn remembers from from our Disney trip. Um, you're right. And, and they get the dresses to keep and just, like, being really pampered for that whole 
time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and they, they really do make them feel like princesses. They do make them feel special. And I know it's just method acting, yeah. but, you know, they they do a great job of it. And Yeah. So Angela chose Elsa. She she's you know she's chosen Elsa since the minute I told her we were going there. Autumn wa- yeah. Autumn wavered quite a bit. Um, she went from Aurora to Cinderella, but in the end she actually chose Anna. So we had uh, we'd gotten done and went out to take pictures. And we were standing in line for a photo pass in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle. And Anna and Elsa walked by, like, super fast. So the girls, I told them to go ahead and chase him down because I wanted to get a picture. Well, they wouldn't take a picture with him. They said they had Olaf's nose and they had to find him. I assume they were late for something. But I was kind of bummed by that. Um, yeah. But Autumn, like, people would walk by. So here's the other thing about Disneyland that I found fabulous. Like, I don't love crowds of people. And... um the average daily attendance is 57,000 people, according to Google. At, Jesus. At Disneyland and 27,000 at California Adventure. Um, that's a lot of people. And, of course, you're standing in line with all these people. But nobody really does any small talk, which is great. Right? For whatever reason, yeah. like, it, they just, we, people don't talk to each other. They're all preoccupied with whatever's going on. But when Autumn and Angela were out walking around, like so many people, especially little kids, were like, Anna, Elsa, and Autumn just loved it. She's like, they really think we're them. They really think we're them. (laughs) It was was truly a magical, (laughs) truly the best magic capitalism can buy, right? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because that's the whole other other side of it. Things are way overpriced, and and you are getting kind of hosed. And there's part of me that wants to be upset about that. But it was also a choice I made. It's not like I had to do it. Um, yeah. But Bibbidi Boppity Boutique was fantastic. So that was one of the last things we did before we came home. We did that. Then we went and had Ellie's birthday dinner. And then went back to the motel room. And somehow I got everything packed into suitcases, which I wasn't sure I was going to. <laughs> and we came home. Um, it was a whirlwind trip. So you were you were really only there for three days. Yeah. So our airplane there got delayed by four hours. So I mean, we weren't going to go to the park that night anyway. But I thought at least we could go to downtown Disney and kind of get the lay of the land. Um, right. But we didn't get there till almost eleven. Yeah. Um, it was actually a little bit later than that by the time we got there. So we yeah, so we were only, we only had park passes for 3 days. If I had it to do over again, I would do 4 or 5 days just because but on the other end of that, we were also all ready to come home after the third day. So, I don't know. Right. It just it just depends. Um yeah. A lot of people had concerns or would say, "Boo, you're crazy taking three kids to Disneyland by yourself." And I'll be honest, I was a little bit nervous about that. In fact, I bought air tags and bought these little necklace holders for the kids to wear them. And we did the same thing, yeah. But the reality is, once you get in the park, there's nowhere for them to go. Like, yeah. where are they going to go? Like, even if they see something in the distance and get excited and want to run off, like, there's wall-to-wall people, so it's not like they're going to get very far. It's just very crowded, and, it, 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 you know, I've always, I, was, I was just worried about Quinn, like, getting 
caught up in a crowd somewhere. Yeah, me too. No, I mean, being able to. I think the air tags or whatever you choose is the right call, but don't yeah. don't stress yourself out so much over it because it's not as tough to keep track of your kids as you might think it would be. At least in my experience. And my kids are, right. are, are shitheads. They will run off and they will get distracted. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but no, I was so proud yeah. of them. They did so good. They listened for the most part. Even Autumn, who is, she's my Sour Patch girl. She's she's very defiant at times. Um, they all listened really well. <laughs> and they didn't complain too much about all the walking. So it was good. Okay, now here's the thing that I want to know the most. Okay. Did you go to Fred's? Fred's? <laughs> no. I keep calling it Fred's. The only I can't Fre- remember what So it's the called. only Fred's I know of is Ralph's. There's Did you go to Ralph's? There's a gentleman's club called Fred's down by <laughs> Missoula, Montana. And no, I did not stop on the way there. No, so by the time our plane was so delayed, oh, I got to tell this story too. We did not yeah. go to Ralph's because it was so late. But, so I intentionally only packed carry-on size luggage and a personal bag and packed as minimal as possible to leave room for souvenirs in the luggage because I did not want to check any bags because A, I didn't want to lose them and B, like, I'm not a real efficient flyer. I haven't done it a lot. And I just didn't want to have to deal with the nonsense of checking bags, especially for a um, connecting flight, right? You know? Right. Um, Yeah. So initially, the way there, we were supposed to go through Dallas to get to L.A., but we ended up getting a straight plane from Missoula to L.A. They changed it a while back, which is nice. But it's still LAX, and I did not want to deal with baggage claims and all that. But we were in the last two groups to board, and, of course, the overhead bins filled up, so they made us check our bags anyway. And, like, the lady's telling me, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to. And she's like, well, I'm sorry, but you have to. And I'm like, oh, fine, whatever. So she puts the tag on them, and we get to L.A., and when we're getting off the plane, they say something about, you know, your bags can be found at TC51, blah, 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 blah. And then I actually yeah. got an email right at that time from Priceline saying the same same thing. So I'm like, well, at least I know where they are. So I get off the plane and I'm like looking up for any sort of sign that says anything about this stuff. And I don't see anything. And there's just massive amounts of people in LAX. And this woman like comes up to me and she's like, um, she's like, do you want me to help you find the baggage claim? And I'm like, uh, sure. And she had been behind me in line to get on the plane in Missoula her and her husband oh, that's nice and they were from L- yeah. they were from la they were in missoula visiting because they're going to buy property okay. there of course they are fucking californians but whatever <laughs> <laughs> and um hey she was nice to you she, she, was, you. she was be nice so she um she brought me in line and we ended up having to get on this shuttle that took us to another shuttle that took us to the proper baggage claim area um but there was no real signage for any of that. And like if you hadn't known or at least been somewhat familiar with it, it would have been just god awful. And then she's um stayed with us outside until our driver picked us up. So that was very kind and helpful and I appreciated that. Nice. I really did. 
Um, but yeah, since our plane was so delayed and um, Anaheim is like an hour from LAX. Well, since it was Sunday night, it was only an hour. Drivers, I asked him, the driver how long it would take. And he's like, oh, about an hour. I'm like, oh, I thought it was going to be longer. He's like, oh, it's Sunday. I'm like, this is light traffic. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which on, on the way to the airport, it did take closer to an hour and a half. So, so there's that. Anyway, I had told him we didn't need to stop at Ralph's because I didn't want to. I was already late and we were tired. And I managed to pack most of the things I thought I was going to need at Ralph's anyway the only thing i was going to get there was a few snacks so i didn't so i just instacarted those the next days next day okay but the instacart did come from ralph's so 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 there's that (laughs) okay sure that makes sense yeah all right what other questions do you have daniel um, I, that was it. I just wanted to know about Ralph's. Yeah. Fred's, whatever it is. Fred's, Fred's Gentleman's Club. <laughs> it was fun. I'm super glad we went. I wouldn't do Good. Disney again anytime soon. Our family vacation this year will be August 10th through the 19th. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but it'll be definitely more laid back than that. Well, that's Good. We yeah. we have um, tickets still that we have to spend because I st- we st- we still have vouchers from when you got married. Yeah, <laughs> when you were yes. supposed to get married. Yes. Yeah. So when you were supposed to get married, and then we we didn't go to your wedding and so we never we still haven't spent those vouchers don't they have and to be used so by march or something we have to we have until december 2023 now oh, okay okay it, it keeps getting pushed back um but yeah we have till december 23 but we're trying to figure out when so our problem is that we, wherever, whenever we use them, we have we want to take Quinn yeah. with us, but the problem is that going to Montana costs a shit ton of money. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out when the best time to use them would be. If you know. Hmm. When would be the best time? To, when when would be the most affordable time to visit Montana? Because. I feel like it's probably in the winter, right? So probably the spring, honestly, because in the winter, spring winter, okay. there's you know a lot of um, skiing and stuff. Yeah, and it really yeah. depends on where you fly into. Like, so for I bought five round trip tickets because when I bought them, uh, Alicia was supposed to be coming, right? Right. And I bought them like nine months in advance, and I flew out of Missoula, which is like three hours from me. And it was like half the prices that would have been flying out of Great Falls. So I think you just need to look at different options. And if you want to bring Quinn, like coming right to Conrad, Montana, probably wouldn't be the best idea. Like maybe we'd be better off meeting somewhere that's got more stuff to do. Um, right. Like either in the Flathead area or, or even the Missoula area. I don't know. So I would look at different airports. 
and see what pricing is and just try some different dates. And obviously the earlier you book, probably the cheaper it's going to be. Um, but I would right. guess spring would be the cheapest late winter, you know, but then again, you got weather that you got to deal with at that point. Cause even spring here, it's still kind of cold and sometimes snowy up until June. It just depends. Right. It's really unpredictable. Yeah. Um, in the summertime, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's expensive no matter what. It's expensive. So I don't want you to feel like obligated that you have to come here. You could take them and take a quick little family trip somewhere else where you, you can all get there for a much cheaper. I mean, honestly, it'd be cheaper for me to come there. Is it? How does that work? Well, I was looking up tickets the other day, and they're still not cheap, but like, you know, the girls go on vacation with Alicia f the first part of July, so I was trying to think of something to do during that time because I wouldn't have them. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, to haul all, all four or five of us there would not be cheap, but for me by myself, it wouldn't be too terribly bad. Well, no, what I'm asking, though, is it cheaper for you to come here than it would be for you to be here and fly there? Like, it's... Okay, so July, yeah, whatever, there's a week. I, if I looked up tickets to Montana from Connecticut, yeah. round trip yeah. from Connecticut to Montana and back to Connecticut, yeah. would it be more expensive than if you went from Montana to Connecticut and back to Montana? Um, probably. I think it just... Isn't that weird? It is kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I think it just depends. Like, I don't know. I guess I really don't know, but I, yeah, I know they, they generally break them down like each trip. And so for example, the Disneyland trip, the tickets to LA were less than the tickets back. So I just assume that's because smaller airports, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I mean, I really don't. It's, yeah. it's the same distance. I mean, the way back we had to come through Minneapolis. So I guess it's not the same distance, but I don't, I don't, so I don't have the answer to that. Yeah, I don't understand any of that. I know air, airline tickets have went up dramatically in the last yeah nine or ten months. Um, yeah, you know the COVID airline prices are gone, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Well, but, we, but anyway, don't feel obligated that you have to come here. Out. Yeah. No, but we've been talking about it and. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of fun things that we could do in Montana. You yeah. know, it might be we go to a different part of Montana because I know that where you are, you know, the mo more touristy stuff is a few hours away, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could yeah. we could meet up in South Dakota. You ever been there? No, I haven't. There's lots of fun kids stuff to do. Because, okay. I, I mean, if you're going to bring Quinn, I would like to for my girls to be there so well exactly i mean and that could be an august thing kind of right because i can drive to south dakota and you guys would probably have to rent a car because we're not all going to fit in mine once you get there but um like i know that area so i could be the good little tour guide okay <laughs> i think that'd be kind of fun and there's it's cool i think it's worth seeing if you've never been there before
what what's a where what city in South Dakota? So you would probably want to fly into Rapid City. Okay. Because that's closest to Mount Rushmore and the Black Hills and all that stuff, and okay, um, probably get a motel in Rapid City because that'd be the also the closest proximity to everything. Because then you're, I mean, you can get a motel in like Keystone, but you're going to be paying ridi- ridiculous prices, and because that's right next to Mount Rushmore, but all the other towns around there are really small, um, so yeah. All right. I think that would, well, that would be well, fun. That, that definitely would be fun. So that's all something to consider for the future. Or plan C, we both say, fuck our families and just go to the Field of Dreams game. <laughs> I know you really <laughs> want to go to that. What? Now, where is it again? Iowa. Where, where is that? Iowa. Yeah. I don't know okay. exactly where in Iowa. But it's going to be there forever, so we don't have to do that. Just Just someday. Yeah. Also, was, um, yep. on my bucket list is I want to drive through or visit New England when the leaves are turning, whatever time of year that is, I suppose, right about now. So I'll, right now, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll need a tour guide for that. See, that's when you want to go up through, like, northern Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Yeah. Because that's where it's, like, really beautiful. Yeah, that's totally what I want to yeah. do. Yep. Yep. But that would be... You want to go there around mid-October because we're maybe like a week ahead yeah. on the leaves down here than they are up there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Which is weird because you'd think it's colder up there so the leaves would change sooner. Maybe I have it backwards because I lived up there and I remember, yeah, I maybe know. actually we're behind. Yeah, we're like a week behind. Well, I mean, it lasts for a while. It's not just like a three-day thing, right? You have a it. It does, but I'm telling you, there's like one week uh, a peak out time. of the year yeah. that it's like most beautiful. Yeah, that makes sense. But anyway, talk to Coley yeah. about what she thinks about having a family meetup somewhere in the United States, and we can go from there. Yeah, sure. Okay, sounds good to me. Well. I feel like we covered everything that we really needed to for this show, and it would, I think we stayed on one topic for most of it, and I think it was a good topic. Yeah. So thank you so much for telling us all about Disney. Yes. And, and you know, giving us all a guide to Disney, because yes. Lord knows most people probably need it. Yes. We could have used it. When we went to Disney, we didn't stay in the park. We stayed at a hotel that had a timeshare. My aunt had a timeshare. It was a very impromptu thing. Like, we got the tickets a month before we went there, maybe a month and a half. Um, because she was just like, hey, I have this week. Would you guys want it? I said, sure. Okay. But it was <clears throat> in Kissimmee, Florida. Yeah. Kissimmee. Um, Kissimmee, mm-hmm. Kissimmee, yeah. uh, which is right near Disney World. And um, so we had to still drive. We, you know, we rented a car and we drove to the park. But we really only, we, we were only there for five days, I think. But we only went to Disney once, one day. Um, the rest of the days we did... We went to Disney Springs, which was kind of like the mall area that you were talking about. 
um, that has all these different stores. Um, and we went to a gator park, cool. alligator park. That was my highlight, personally. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely there's so much, especially in Florida, Disney World. Like you said, there's five different parks. There's Animal Kingdom I would have wanted to go to. Um, now there's other stuff. Plus, there's also everything in Orlando. There's Universal yeah, there's Studios. Bush Gardens or whatever. There's just right. tons of stuff, yeah. Right. And we did not have any money for any of that. And Quinn was only four, so we weren't going to waste money on stuff that she wasn't going to care about. Yeah. So it was that was a pretty chill trip. But, like, yeah, we only did Disney once. But I definitely recommend, whether you're doing Disney World or Land, I imagine you definitely want more than more than one day. Like you said, four days or... Yeah, well, I mean... Or, like, if you live in the area and it's something you can do all the time, then sure. But, right. but if you're spending a lot of money already, I wish I would have got four, the four days. I really do. Yeah. But too late. There now. are people, there are people, grown adults, who are obsessed with Disney. Oh, I know. Who go there all the time. That's, that's whose videos I've been watching for the last two months to try to, <laughs> to get caught up on things. And they mostly are Do you are understand helpful. that? No. I mean, <laughs> I don't have an issue with it. I guess I kind of understand it. Like, we all have obsessions over certain things. Um, I don't think it's any more odd or inappropriate or whatever than, than other, no, thi- maybe, other things people are into. But Maybe there's fun stuff for adults to do without kids. So, I just... Like, yeah. Coley and I went to a restaurant. I forget what... Some famous chef might have been like Wolfgang Puck or something, like a restaurant, and it was some of the best food I've ever had in my life, and that was fun. We did this date night at Disney Springs, and we went to a Coca Cola bar. Yeah. So it was it was a bar, but it was all Coke, Coca Cola, and it was all these. We got a flight. We each got flights of Coke, various oh. flavors. Okay. And that was fun. Um, so I can understand that, you know, yeah. that, that kind of stuff would be fun, but yeah. I mean, if you love Disney and you like rides, it's, you know, like if, like if you knew somebody that went to like Bush gardens all the time, we wouldn't think it was odd. I don't think, or six flags, Yeah, I guess. but I think it's yeah. because it's Disney and we kind of associate it with being a kid's thing. Then maybe that's yeah. why we think it's a little bit strange. Um, I know some of the people I watched that would go all the time as adults some of them are doing it just to make money like they were vlogging it you know youtubing it but yeah there was one girl she would just try different challenges like she i don't know she enjoyed it she would try to see how many characters she could meet in one day and get their autographs or if she could ride three rides or 10 rides in three hours like just different challenges i mean to be fair if there was a video game themed park like this, I'd be going all the time. You know, so like a ticket for one day is I think $103. So if you already had all your souvenirs and all your park years and and didn't have to pay for lodging and lived in the area and you know, were efficient and knew your way around, it's actually a pretty good deal, right? Like right. for for yep. a whole day of entertainment. So I guess there's that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
I'm sorry. I'm just being judgmental, and I shouldn't be. Yeah, it's not like they're freaking weirdos wearing furry costumes in school or anything, Daniel. Jeez, come on. Wow, who's being judgmental now? I'm just teasing. I missed all that outrage. I never really caught on to what was happening there. But my sense is, is it's really not an issue. People just made it an issue. Wait, I'm sorry. What happened? Did I? Miss I don't know. It? A few weeks ago, there was this stuff going all around Facebook about if I go to my kid's school and the teachers are allowing kids to walk around on their arms and legs and and or letting them drink out of dog bowls or whatever, then I'm yanking my kids out of there. So I don't know if there was like a school that I, I really don't know what happened, but something is happened. Is this some Fox News outrage that I just uh, am not aware of? No, I don't think it was Fox News as much as just social media in general. My guess is okay. there's probably like, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. There's probably something to it, but it's not... Like, it, like maybe somebody went to a school and, and did see somebody identifying as a fucking reindeer or whatever they want to identify as. I don't fucking know. And put it on Facebook, and then the whole world just was like, oh, well, since one person does it, clearly it's going to be an issue that I got to get ahead of when it's not. It's just social, right. social media. Yep. Yep. Everybody has to be outraged about everything. Yeah. Something, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anywho. Yeah. Disney. Disney. Good times. Yeah, good times once every did you, years. Did you get any good souvenirs? Did you get um, so the kids got... Um, they each got a plushie the first night we were there. Angela picked a bolt, which was strange, but whatever. Um, Autumn picked a... The dog? Yeah. Autumn picked... <laughs> Like this, this baby Tigger that was in like this um, receiving blanket, and Ellie picked a weighted Groot, and then after yeah. after we got done with the haunted mansion, um, they all got uh, Ellie got Mister Oogie Boogie, and Autumn and Angela both got Jack. Angela got Christmas Jack. Autumn got regular Jack. Um, nice. We all got lanyards and pins as part of our package that we bought. Yep. And Somebody got Sally? Sally was $60. Oh. They didn't have a $25 version of Sally. I got wow. Oogie Boogie ears, like my park ears are Oogie Boogie ears. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and I got two pins. And, of course, the girls got their dresses. And they got the bubble blower things. Um and then we got a bunch of, we pressed a bunch of pennies and quarters and things like that. So souvenirs were expensive. Like I had wanted to buy, I thought I'd get pins for all my people at work, but you know, yeah. they're 15 to $25. A piece, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I just got some um, pressed coins for them instead. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it adds up. You know, it sure does. Even like we went to Pizza Planet. That was the first place we ate, and okay, yeah, one slice of pizza was nine dollars. And then, that you know, for like all four of us, and it wasn't even really good food. For all four of us, it was like sixty-five dollars just to get a quick bite to eat. And then the other place we ate was um, Award Wieners, which was actually pretty good. I mean, it was good food. 
the the potatoes that they use for their fries, whatever they call them, were good, okay. and the hot dogs were good. The, nice. Um, but that was super expensive as well. So, yeah, that was the only two places we ate. we did have churros. And I wanted to have a Dole Whip because I've always heard about Dole Whips, but that must be a Disney World thing because I didn't see them anywhere at Disneyland. Oh, yeah, that's a Disney World thing. Although, I had to seek them out, too, at Disney World. I didn't even know what it was before I went to Disney World. Uh, Joe, actually, was like, my my buddy Joe was like, oh, you got to get a Dole Whip while you're there. I was like, what the fuck's a Dole Whip? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, But we were at some place and saw people walking around with them i was like oh that's a, that's a dole whip like that's that's it so quinn and i tracked him down and it was fine yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, a, just a dole whip right so it's yeah it's just like a fruity ice cream thing so yeah. i saved all of our boarding pass stubs and the first time you um use your phone to buzz into a park they do print you out these little like card looking tickets which I don't really know what they're useful for, but we only got them one time, so I saved those. Um, so I'll make a scrapbook with all that little stuff, and that'll become a souvenir as well. Like Because mm-hmm. my girls have never been on an airplane before either, so the whole experience. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, so I got the receipts, I got the park maps, the motel map, just I, sa- nice. I saved the, the room key, you know, all that stupid stuff. I I have a drawer in our house that is full of things from trips that we've taken and places we've gone and things we've done. Um and I just keep saying, "Oh yeah, I'll uh, you know, so one of these days I'll make a a, a a book and put it all together." And never I still haven't. But hey, I've kept them all. So at some point, I can do Someday it. Someday you can. We went, um, so in yeah. downtown Disney, you know, like that mall area, they have a Lego store. And yep. they have this bin that just has a bunch of pieces of minifigures. And you can build your own, you can build three minifigures, and you can put them in this little bubble pack thing. And it's only 10 bucks, so they each built one. We got one of those. That's cool. Nice. I'm sure they're going to want to tear into them and play with them, so the bubble pack thing will last about three minutes. But it was it was fun. Like they enjoyed that type of stuff. Sure. They they enjoyed Disneyland, but oh, I can't tell you how many times they just wanted to go back to their room and go swimming. Like you know, uh, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's it's like it's the more expensive equivalent of like buying them. A big gift for Christmas. And they want to play with the box. They really enjoy the box. Yes. Yep. Essentially. So anyway. Well, that's cool. Good for you. Thank you very much for telling us all about that trip. Yeah. Sounds like you made some good memories. Yep. I've and I've jacked off more suckers than I ever wanted to. (laughs) The yep. mm -hmm, Okay. And thank you for listening to our show. To, of course, we have a podcast. I almost said the Indian Mojo Show there because wow. that is how I used to close the Indian Mojo Show. But um, this is, of course, we have a podcast because, of course, we do. And I am Daniel Jones, and he is Jeremy Brown, my best friend. 
Probably at this point in your life. Period. The end of that sentence. Ooh. There was nothing. I didn't add a thing to that sentence. That was the end of it. I like it. That was the end of it. Um, and you all are also our best friends because you listen to our show and you're a very exclusive, special bunch, and we love you very much. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Indian Mojo Show. I love lamp. <laughs> Stay classy. Stay classy, everybody. Oh, good times. All right, Daniel. That was fun. Probably yep. a boring episode for other people, but that's I right. think people enjoy hearing all of that. Yeah. I started watching Community for some reason. It's pretty good. Yeah.